BS Conversations is a spinoff podcast from Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories where we sit down and talk with the folks who are making the music and the magic happen uh, instead of just talking about them. My name is Brian, and on the show this week, we have two of the guys, half of the band Foxbat. We have their drummer, Joel, and their lead singer, Clay, and we're going to talk about something that they're putting out into the world today, the day this show goes up, and that is their cover of the Kesha tune, Eat the Acid. If you've not heard her original tune, I encourage you to check it out and then get ready for a dose of rock and roll from these boys who have a couple of records out in an EP. They're working on new material. They're going to talk about all this. They're doing some tour dates in the South in just about a week and a half or so. Depending on what state you're in, you may get to go see them. And they're... They're friends. They're a dynamic live show, um, and they're very, very good. And this new cover is a lot of fun. And so we're going to talk all about Kesha. We're going to talk about road stories like we always do and uh, the things that you hear about rock and roll that uh, keep you going or, or maybe keep you up at night in this case. And, uh, you know, it, it sounds like by the end of this, I may have gotten myself a new research project. So We'll see. If you've got uh, anything you want to say about this or anything we talk about on the show, you can always communicate with us via, yep, that's the inbox. It's wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. The website is wearethestoryguys.com. You can find us on Facebook at backslash storyguys, Instagram at backslash rock and roll bedtime stories, and you can win concert tickets. Uh, we have a chance for you to go to Bourbon and beyond. It happens September 14th through 17th in Louisville, Kentucky at the Highlands Festival Ground. The lineup's insane. Um, yeah, I know you've heard us talk about Louder Than Life and how crazy that rock and roll lineup was. This one, it's a different genre, but big names. Blondie, Duran Duran, The Killers, Brandy Carlisle, uh, some of my favorites, Gaslight Anthem, Michelle Branch. Shouts. I'm a, I'm a big Michelle Branch guy. Uh, and it, you can get all the information in the show notes. Just go check out that lineup and enter to win tickets. What we want you to do is tell us about who you, from that lineup, who you'd like to have a glass of bourbon with and what you would ask them if you got to do this. Now, we're not giving that opportunity away, but it's a great conversation starter and we might read some of your responses on the show. So check that out in the show notes. Go ahead and get in on this early. You could be going to a great music festival uh, September 14th through 17th in our hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. All right, with that said, let's turn up the rock and roll. Let's talk to the boys in Fox Bay. You know what weird coincidence I discovered today when utilizing the technology that is in my phone? It was five years ago today that I, I was at my first Kesha concert. Oh, man. True story. I still have not been to a Kesha concert. It's a I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's everything you think it's going to be. There was yeah. like a spaceship on stage. Uh, she was amazing. And this was like the show where the, the Dr. Luke stuff was sort of in full swing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a a thing that happened in the audience where a whole bunch of people who were down front, I had, I had humble brag, had really good seats because I, I have a friend at the venue and we were really close to the stage and all these people had organized this thing where they all had like colored post-its cut out as hearts. And when she started singing, praying, they held them up 
and it said mm-hmm. like we love you and we're praying for you and you're you know you're strong and all these like words of encouragement and she lost her shit yeah. in the middle of the and it went viral i remember like the next day like it was like i think rolling yeah. stone picked it up and like a bunch of people picked it up so like two days ago i was on my phone looking for something else and uh i ran across this video and realized i had actual video of that happening it's all serendipity man that you guys have this uh, kesha cover like what what's your relationship to kesha clay oh my god dude i've been trying to convince every iteration of every band i've been in probably go- dating back all the way to heart to herald since kesha came out to do a kesha cover there was something specifically about the brand of pop that she like creates that just really hooks me in. Yeah, I mean, this song you guys are covering, though, is, is like not really... I wouldn't categorize well, it with some of that stuff, right? This is, this sounds like a rock sure. song. That whole record's great because it's Rick Rubin. It's all very minimal. Whenever I heard that song, when it dropped, um, I immediately heard, like, oh, this could be a cool cover. In people's defense, if they're not familiar, if they're listening and they've, they've not really experienced Kesha beyond, like, what I call the roller skating rink songs, right? Like, Timber yeah, yeah. And, and some of the That's early good. stuff, uh-huh. you, you miss this period where she, you know, she right. was doing stuff by... Uh, that 2018 record or so, where she, you know, Eagles of Death Metal were like all over that record with her, you know. Uh, so, so dude, there, she had Iggy Pop on uh, the, that Warrior record. Yeah, I remember like there was a thing a few years ago where one of her raw vocal tracks got loose on the internet, and I remember uh-huh. a bunch of rock bros being like, "That woman can sing." Uh, you know, it's interesting uh-huh. though. She she has this like real rock and roll pedigree that a lot of people don't know. Her there's this crazy backstory to her her parentage. Her mom. Uh-huh. Her mom wrote yeah, a song. A songwriter. Yeah, she uh-huh. well, she wrote like one song <laughs> that was like sort of a hit in the seventies, yeah. and then started writing songs with Kesha, and she is Kesha's uh-huh. main co-writer now, and, yeah. and and so it's like a really interesting thing. I don't think a lot of people, you know, you hear about Taylor Swift's mom mm-hmm. being involved in her management, or you hear about you know stories about parents being involved in sort of the business side, but to have right. your mom co-writing songs with you throughout most of your career—that's that's a mm-hmm. that's a pretty epic thing. Well, and that's another thing I've always appreciated about her. Appreciated about her as an artist because, like, from day one, if you look at the credits on her records, like, she's a majority songwriter on the, on a lot of the songs. I mean, Gag Order in general is like a fucking brilliant record, but like, Eat the Acid specifically, it, it really spoke to my you know sensibility when just listening to the song for the first time. I think our version not going to be like, you know, like her version's perfect. And I think our version is interesting. You know, like I, I think it's a, a, you know, there's, I'm always been a fan of reimaginings of, of amazing songs. Like I, you know, Kate Bush running up that hills, a phenomenal song. Placebo's cover of it is also a phenomenal song. Yeah. So Joel, what's uh, Clay just dropped one of his favorite covers of all time. I'm putting you on the spot. What's one of your favorite covers of all time? Uh, Gatsby's American Dream Cure cover. Pop goes punk 2005 or something. Yeah, just like heaven. Like heaven. Yeah. Oh, just like I was, was going to ask which one it was. Which like is that. like a song that gets covered by bar bands across America on a nightly basis. And yeah. somehow they found a way to pull out this like originality with it, with the way that they paced it and his vocal delivery mm-hmm. and how it sounds. It ends up sounding like a Gatsby's American Dream song. That's a big shout to that band. Was that, that punk 80s? Yeah, it was Punko's was 80s. Punko's 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a no lie, five feet from me, a copy of Punko's 80s in the studio right now. Uh, fantastic uh, compilation. 
I'll argue that Halifax's version of Straight Up is a thousand times better than the original Paul Abdul version. <laughs> well, we talk a lot about covers. Uh, you know, we did some stuff on our Patreon recently where we had gone through and made a playlist of some of our favorite covers. We started to lay out these rules for covers, right? It's like, how do you do yeah. a cover song? And why do you do a cover song? And what's the motivation? And the thing I find the most irritating with cover songs is when Hot Mulligan does Taking Back Sunday. To me, that's too close, right? Right, right, right. I like to hear, you know, a, a emo band or a punk band or a, a, a do a do an old pop song or a pop band do a you know a punk song or a rock song. Like yeah. flip up the genres, play with the stuff, and that's why I think now we have this whole thing that's happened on the internet where you have people who are just cover artists who have, right. have like sort of turned all of this on its side and taken what used to be like relegated to, you know, biker bars on Saturday night and have like turned it into a thing where they're specifically creating these new versions mm. of these pieces of art out there, right? So so covers are a thing, but it's like there's still an art to it and how you're able to, you know, make it sound like like you and 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 be true to who you are. So that brings me to the story of, of Foxbat. Give me a little bit of the origin story on, on Foxbat. Just a real, so, real quick version. Foxbat originally started with me and two other dudes. Uh, I just moved back home from uh, the West Coast. And at that point, I'd, I'd kind of just got given up on the idea of like doing music full time. Joe, Robbie, and I just started Foxbat as a like, hey, this is fun. Let's just be fun. And, and it, it's cliche, but like, with just that attitude for being a band, you know, went from something like we're not taking this seriously to, so what happens if we push to another level up the mountain? And so the current lineup, which has included now Joel, it's been good and it's been cool. Like every release we've released prior to our, our what we're getting ready to drop out after the covers, like been on a label. It's always been with somebody else's like guidance or lack thereof or like their time frame. So with this, it's like, we finally like have it to where we can do it completely ourselves um, and are looking at it as an opportunity to be like, cool, now we can do whatever we want. So we're kicking off this new era with a cover. As a guy, as a life or both of you guys who have been around music, um, you know, for a long, long time and played in, in lots of bands and iterations of bands. What are the stories that got you into rock and roll, right? Not just the music, but what past hearing a song and being like, yeah, I can bob my head to that as a kid or whatever. What was the rock and roll lore that you started to hear that made you think, God, I want to be a rock star? I mean, the obvious one for my like age was the the Marilyn Manson rumor, but there, there's <laughs> one, and I'm going to take it a little a little later than my youth, and this is going to tie into. Okay, so th- there was this. This was a little bit older. I was probably like. I mean, I was probably in touring-ish bands, but late teens, maybe 18, 19. But there was this common story that like, was like an urban legend about this band, because we were always staying with random people on the road or like, uh, you know, like meeting somebody at the show and like sleeping in their basement or their like church's basement or like yeah. just some weird situations. Sure. So there were all these like urban legends about this band who stayed with this kid and like the details, you know, like all urban legends are like interchangeable, but like the key components are like the band stays with this kid from this show. It's a really nice house. He's like a 16, 17 year old kid, but like his parents are gone and they like crash there and take a shower. And like, it's like, you know, a nice place and they, they get to, you know, enjoy the amenities and they're supposed to like, 
you know, play, they have an off day the next day and supposed to play somewhere, you know, close by the next day. So they're like, and the guy and the kid's like, yeah, my parents are both out of town. My, my dad's in Tokyo and my mom's like in Dallas or whatever. Right. And they're in Kansas. And so, um, they're like, so yeah, you can hang out for this day and a half. So they do or whatever. And then they leave. And then, you know, the next day down the, down the road or whatever, they get a call from the police in that town and they've found this kid's parents in the freezer. Like, Oh they were, shit! You know, like dead. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> like that's. that's Joel, do you I remember mean, the name like of the, the man? Tenets of the story, yeah. And so again, the the core tenets of this 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 whole story is that the band was was called Gentleman Homicide, right? Oh well, yeah. I thought it was General Homicide, but I think you're right. I think no, it it's Gentleman's Homicide. Homicide. Who's from? Like I know those guys. So fast forward to like this is like lore, and we've all heard this, and we've like told this story or whatever, and. Yeah. Um, we, we, we have this opportunity in an iteration of our, of one of our previous bands to play at Rocket Town in Nashville with a band called The Wedding, who we both were fans of. And of course, you have this long history with, like, we were out of town and the, the thing was basically that we, we knew the promoter who was putting the show together. I think we liked The Wedding and we're like, we want to play that show. And so we did. And part of it, I, I don't know how we arranged it, but essentially we arranged for like us to also have the accommodations of the touring band. It's because the, the promoter, like, the promoter's mom was a manager at a hotel. Everything about this story is like quintessential, like what it was like being a DIY touring artist in like 2007. So right. we end up in the pool and we're like hanging out with these guys and we start all exchanging tour stories, which is like, you know, kind of the normal thing to do when you're hanging out with other touring bands. This guy basically tells us this story. And he's like, yeah, I used to be in this band called Gentleman Homicide. Gentleman Homicide. Yeah. And, and they were like, from yeah, the same scene as the wedding. So you'd heard this story and then you actually meet the guy who says he lived this story. Correct. Because I remember the band we heard of, one of the bands we heard of, because we heard from multiple bands while we were touring at that time, um, was that, I thought they were called like Despondency or something. We played with them at Pilot Mountain. Uh, they're from Ohio, um, and they were the, like the first band that I feel like told us about that. And we were like, oh, okay. And then we kept running into other bands that were also like talking about this similar story. That era of DIY touring bands, again, like that would be very common. That that would be something that you would talk about frequently. Obviously, yeah, for, that like, it, it would get passed around. The lore would get passed around. This might be the best answer to this question I've ever gotten on this uh, on these yeah. on these conversations. That that's a really good example of sort of how these stories work, right? And and but the idea that you're like in a pool and a guy's like no, seriously, that shit happened is uh is, is pretty remarkable. To this day, I would say I'm like 95% believe almost everything about that story. So, right. however, you, I challenge you to I challenge you to confirm the details. I do not I was, know 100% because five percent of me thinks that it's all bullshit. I, well, I was going to say you realize you're talking to a, a investigatory rock and roll journalist here. I mean, this is we have, we have done this shit on the show before, so you're tempting me wildly here with. And listen, I'll come back when we drop this first single. We'll come back and we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll play that. it here. It's pretty good. We yeah. think this happened in Arkansas, right? Um, Kansas is my Kansas. I, Kansas. Yeah. Kansas. I swear it was Kansas. Kansas. I think okay. the, I think well, that would make sense with the touring radius. Homicide, yeah, they were on tour. Correct. Yeah. I think the homicide occurred in Kansas, and I think they were they were a couple of days later touring somewhere else. We think this happened early two thousands. I'd have to. Yeah. I mean, it'd have to be. Like... They, I would say between two thousand and two thousand and seven. That scene in the hot tub occurred in 08. and I mean, we'd heard yeah. the story by oh eight. Well, this is this has been amazing. So you've got sort of southern tour dates coming up, right? We're playing Gadsden. Alabama on uh, July 21st. 
uh, July 22nd, we're playing Summer Wasteland Festival in Columbus, Georgia, and then Atlanta, Georgia on the 23rd. Outside of this run and then a couple of sporadic shows, we're, we're kind of trying to put all our efforts into promoting the band and new music. So that way, hopefully 2024, we can actually start booking um, some more considerable runs. Find us online if you just go foxbatmusic.com. After this cover, we're going to be dropping in another single and music video for that single. Right on, dudes. Well, thanks so much for hanging out, man. This has been awesome. And, we, and when I get the Gentleman Homicide reunion show together, uh, you guys are definitely yes. going you're, you're to open. Now I'm, now I'm excited to hear the end of this tale. <laughs> like, I already knew the story, but now I'm like excited it's being revived. Thank you.